0: This is Wellspring, presented by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.
1: And for this Thursday, the 19th of October, we are joined by Meredith Skrotenborg.
2: Gary, good morning to you and good morning to all our listeners and, of course, Welcome again to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital. Our guests today are Jay Peters and Steven Stegeman, representing a community initiative called Heart Safe, a program aimed at teaching community members hands-only CPR training that can be used in the event of a cardiac event. Now, you might think you already know about CPR, but listen in to hear how this program is different. And how it's saving lives. Stephen and Jay, good morning to you. Good to morning, start, tell man. us a little bit about yourselves and how you got involved with Heart Safe.
0: Okay, I guess I'll start. Um, my background was in paramedicine. So I worked as a paramedic for actually 44 years in the greater Holland area, southern half of Ottawa County, northern half of Allegan County, roughly. And so my background was primarily in running. 9 11 responses, of course. And then I also had a period of time where I was involved with the medical examiner office through the public health department just for a couple of years. And then also did teaching of EMS, like uh, speak, treat, treat, or excuse me, teaching of emergency medical technicians at the uh, Ottawa area, um, the Line Tech Center nice on uh, port sheldon and 31 in holland so my background was it has been an ems primarily yeah and i don't know how much to go on with that but i can tell you that uh clearly as a paramedic and i'm sure that any paramedic that's listening or emt or first responder would agree i hope that uh the first couple minutes of a life-threatening emergency are essential And a lot of times we as trained paramedics, people, responders can't get there in the time that first zero to three minutes, roughly. And so uh, this whole program is developed around that first three to four minutes primarily, which I'm sure we'll go into more detail with. So anyway.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for your background. Okay. Your partner here. Tell us more about yourself and how you got involved.
1: Well, um, I've lived in Holland my whole life, and I remember my father died when I was very young, and the people around him, uh, the whole, it was all about don't touch him, don't touch him, the ambulance is on the way. Well, he, he died at that juncture. Um, so that's always been in the back of my mind, but Steve lived across the street from me, and he's been in front of city council talking about this program, this Heart Safe Community Program. And as we continue to find the momentum to do it, he says, why don't you just come over to our place? We'll just, I'll teach two or three of you what this hands-only CPR and what to do with an AED. And I, my wife and I went over there thinking, all right, he's a friend of mine, let's just go do this. Well, uh, about half an hour, he taught me everything I needed to know because three weeks later, you know, when, you, when you're you're when you're practicing on the dump, on a uh, mannequin, you probably think, okay, I'm never going to need this, but it's probably good for me to know. Well, in fact, three weeks later, I'm in a truck with a gentleman I worked with at Community Action House, and in fact, he went into a sudden cardiac arrest, and, and uh, I just happened to know what to do because of this program, and uh, he'd be the first to tell you, had I not had that training to know that I had to drag him out of the truck and get him on a hard surface and start... Start chest compressions immediately, and wait until the uh, ambulance came. Um, it would have been a different outcome, and that's been my motivation to understand what this Heart Safe community is because I've learned firsthand. And when you and I think more and more and more, you're hearing about these examples of people dropping dead or dropping down from a sudden cardiac arrest. And if somebody's right there and they're they can, they can make a difference. And uh, and 80% of the time, you'll save their life if you get right on it and, and start start intervention before the, the ambulance or the, the experts get there and don't be afraid to do it. So that's what that this is, program is really all about.
2: That is incredible. And to think, Jay, you just shared two incredibly compelling personal examples. That painful memory of your father passing away when, you know, people back in the day thought, don't touch the patient, wait for the experts. And now right. you... We're proactive, thanks to your neighbor and friend here, and learned this training. And it sounds like you literally saved the life of a colleague just three weeks later by knowing this. These statistics are incredible. I think I heard you say 80% of lives Saved in that important, you know, potentially in that important window. Let me read you the statistic. Um, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, more than three hundred fifty-six thousand people have an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest in the United States every year, and about sixty to 80% of them die before reaching the hospital. Now at the high end, that's over 284,000 people who die each year. The time between 911 being called and the arrival of first responders can be the difference between life and death. And you just shared some incredible examples of that. Uh, what do you wanna to add to that, Steven?
0: Well, let me say this. Again, going back to my paramedic days, uh, there were three situations primarily where I can tell you as a paramedic that if lay people, and I want to emphasize lay people, the common citizen, not medically trained people, doctors that are off duty, nurses off duty, but citizens, they recognize what to do in one of these three. These are the three things that every time I ran as a paramedic, either someone had done something in these three situations or the person was clinically dead and biologically dead by that time. One was choking, of course, and a lot of people know how to do that. The other was severe bleeding. A person can bleed to death if they have arterial bleeding in two to three minutes. The one we faced the most was sudden cardiac arrest, clearly, and the fact is We would, as paramedics, if someone was having chest pain and they went into cardiac arrest and we were there and shocked them, we had a very high level of uh, chance of saving them. In fact, statistically, it says that when somebody goes into sudden cardiac arrest, and I want the listeners to understand specifically what we're talking about. You are in a public place. Everything is fine. And all of a sudden, somebody collapses to the ground, which is very noticeable. I don't care where you are. The first thing then that happens is chaos. People don't know exactly what to do. Somebody's on the ground, do you touch them, do you not? And what we're teaching is, remember this, once that person goes down, the clock starts and the brain starts to deteriorate from deoxygenation. So the idea is you need to pump the pump as quickly as possible. And if we can get someone to recognize sudden cardiac arrest the person goes down. You get them on their back, and there is no response. They're not seizing; they're just laying there, and very likely their eyes will either be open or half open. So you'll look and think, "Oh man!" And immediately, by shaking and shouting, if they don't respond, you then get on the chest in the center, aim for the center of the chest, and begin to push hard and fast. Basically, what we're teaching is you're going to you're going to compress between 100 to 120 times a minute. And you're going to compress the chest about two and a half inches, roughly, or a third of the chest. And you're going to do that until either an AED arrives, a shocker machine, or the paramedics. But the again, the thing is, I want to emphasize, is we are directing this towards non-medically trained general citizens. And we're empowering ordi- ordinary citizens to save lives through early recognition and immediate intervention, which is what our program is all about.
2: Absolutely. You have just summed up. My next question for you, what is heart safe? And that's exactly what it is. It's empowering the common person. I myself don't have medical, you know, I was, I was trained as um, a lifeguard back in when I sure. was, you know, a swimmer at Zealand high school, that was 25 years ago when we were still giving two rescue breaths. So it's two rescue Correct. breaths and then your compressions, two rescue breaths and then your compressions. Yes. Talk to me yeah. about why, you know, are those that rescue breathing, has that just been found to be um, no yes. longer effective or yes. is it too much of a barrier? People are worried about disease transmission. And explain to me, just because I'm sure, so sure, interested, why have we gotten rid of that mouth-to-mouth portion?
0: First of all, we haven't totally gotten rid of that. But what in in the well, 2004, the Sarver Heart Center out of Arizona. I want to quickly mention this: did a huge study because these cardiologists were saying our save ratio is not good. Mm. So they did some studies and found out that when someone is up and conscious, talking, they're well oxygenated, of course, because they're alert and oriented. When they collapse to the ground and their heart stops beating for whatever reason, the, the blood no longer circulates because the heart is no longer beating and is quivering. And so the main thing there is to pump the pump. The body is oxygenated well enough for the first six to eight minutes, roughly. That's the time frame we're talking about. So when people talk about, well, we need to ventilate you don't really, it's been proven, you don't need to ventilate the first four to six to eight minutes in a witnessed arrest. I can also tell you that as a paramedic, and all paramedics struggled with this EMTs, checking, breathing, over under underventilating was always an issue. And so for that first six to eight minutes. Now, again, when paramedics arrive, they're going to work with the airway as well. The other thing I quickly want to mention on the side is Now and then, a person goes into cardiac arrest because they have the the respirations are suppressed, like drowning or suffocation. That's a different story. We're talking, that's when ventilation is necessary. But we're talking about, again, in your living room, in the church, in Uh the shopping center, somebody collapses to the floor. Pump the pump. That's the main thing. And keep doing it until heart help arrives. And again, that help might simply be an automated external defibrillator to put on the person, so.
2: That segues us perfectly into our next question because a big component of the Heart Safe Program is training people to locate and use AEDs. Correct. Some people might be fearful to shock someone's heart. Are AEDs safe for anyone to use? And tell us again, what does AED stand for?
0: Okay, you bet. AED stands for Automated External Defibrillator. Basically, what that is, is many facilities now are, and even there's mandates for them now in public buildings and so on, that these buildings have an automated external defibrillator. It's a shocker machine. In other words, it is the thing that's going to save the person's life. When a person goes into sudden cardiac arrest, it's been documented that 70% of them, seven out of 10, have ventricular, a shockable rhythm. And so you need to get that AED on them as quickly as possible, and if you can, the chance of saving that person increases tremendously after the first or second shock. So uh, the AEDs nowadays are designed for layperson use. You get the AED out, you get it next to the person, you're calling 911, that's for sure. You got somebody doing compressions, and the main thing you do is turn the machine on and listen to the prompts and it will walk you through what you have to do, such as keeping compressions going, but burying the chest, putting the defibrillator pads on the chest as they show on the machine. And it's really self-explanatory. You just have to, the the thing we push is we want you to go through the training so you have some knowledge of an AED. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that a lot of people could take an AED off the wall, as long as they know that's what's needed and they would never have any training with it, and still could use it. That's how simple they are.
2: And I think even too with this, I. I... I want to talk to you about when is this training and how often do you yes. have it and who can come. But I think even just with this interview, for folks to start noticing, there are a lot of AEDs yes. out there in our community. I know when we, we, we walk to the beach at Holland State Park and we go through like the, um, the older home section, there's an AED right there um, yes. where if someone were to have an incident on the beach, I could run, grab that AED potentially. I, could I do that and just pull it right down to the oh, beach? needed. Right. So curious. I think part of it is an awareness where are they? Be mindful when you're in a location. Is there an AED nearby? Now, we are so quickly running out of time because you're both so compelling in this interview. <laughs> so how can people learn more about your program and get trained? What should they do?
0: Just, just simply Google Heart Safe Holland. Okay, that's Excellent. that's the quickest way it'll, then you'll see that on on it will come did. right up on top. So
2: fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you both. This much. has been an incredibly compelling interview. Do tune in to Wellspring next week and until then, Corwell Health Zealand Hospital wishes you well.
1: Thanks for listening to Wellspring from Corwell Health Zealand Hospital on 997 and 1450 WHDC.